Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzinski wanting to know am I going. He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Yerzinski not only Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Root has a help. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can get that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 10inthefan.com. You can also find that on Twitter. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. That is a recap of Portland Beer Week. That just oh, went yeah. down. Woo! I'm glad we made it through it. This year was a little more fun for me than normal. Normally, I have to work all the time. This year, I actually got out to some stuff, so you can download that. We'll get that ready for you. I went to one event, and it was the one we did the podcast for last week. So that was a fun event, though. It was, yeah. It was probably my highlight of the week. Good. Well, I mean, I don't know. I had a good week. Depends on what your highlight was. I was there. It's because you were there, Mike. The food was really good. It was really good. The beer was really good, too. It was really good. Uh, So we'll get to that. You can download that wherever you get your podcasts. That'll be out tomorrow around 4 o'clock. We got a... uh, we got Farrah Fowl at the bottom of the hour, so make sure you check that out. But, uh, Mike, you were reading an article from uh, the uh, legend that is Trevor Rosenthal. That's not him. No? Ken Rosenthal. Oh, jeez. Trevor Rosenthal's the closer who stopped being good after he got hurt. Ah, uh, why did I keep thinking Trevor in my head today? I must be out of it. <laughs> I must be out of it. I'm sober, excuse me. Uh, Ken Rosenthal came out with an article today about home runs. That caught your eye, Mike. Uh, it was out today. It was June 13th, so six days ago. Oh, my gosh. What sorry, are we even doing here? Sorry for misleading you, but um, I wow. read it. I read it and got really frustrated after yeah, reading it. Really? So, And I like Ken Rosenthal, and I tend to enjoy their the, well, g- the generic baseball guys takes, like Buster Only, Tim Kirchin, Jason Stark. And I, like, I tend to really agree with most of the stuff they say, right? Yeah, a bunch of old white dudes. Got R- it. Right, exactly. Um, this I, article, I listen to Buster Olney every morning, so... <laughs> th- this article really hit me wrong. I'm a no-high horse. And I've talked about this on the show before. I've talked about it on primetime before. I'm enjoying baseball now more than I ever have. You said this last week on the show. Yes. 
and I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I cannot get enough of this sport. And that is saying something considering I never can get enough of this sport. It's right. at a different level for me this year. I don't know why. Um, and this article is titled, It's Not Baseball, It's Bludgeon Ball, and the Frequency of Home Runs is Nothing Short of Numbing. That's the headline. The first sentence, Major League Baseball needs to face reality. It's time to deaden the baseball, not to create a second dead ball era, just to get back to normal. The way home runs are flying, they're losing their meaning, their relevance, their ability to connect the game of today with the game of yesterday. And if you ruin the home run records, you're risking major damage to the sport. We know this because it happened not so long ago. Know why I hated the steroid era? It wasn't just the cheating, the creation of uneven playing fields between those who used and who those who did not. It also was the warping of stats, the distortion of general comparisons fans and reporters cherish, even though they rarely were apples to apples to begin with. It goes on and on and on and on, and he goes, it's not baseball, it's bludgeon ball, and it's producing sensory overload. In the past four days, we've seen a season-high 486-foot home run by Ian Desmond, four straight homers, back, 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 by the Nationals. That was me adding that in. Four in an inning by the Braves, 13 combined by the Phillies and Diamondbacks, a major league record for a single game. The sport was averaging 2.70 homers for both teams per game, a pace that would shatter the all-time mark of 2.51 set a couple of years ago. Then he goes on for solutions, and we've read for a season or so that people think the ball is juiced a little bit or the, the composition of it is different, which allows for it to fly a little bit further. I've heard that the baseball is physically harder. Mm. So when the bat makes contact with the ball, of course, hard on hard is going to the now, science, the, the physics. Ugh. Right. Um, so, so reading this. Hello, nice lady. That's actually a really good impression. And I'm sorry that nobody mentioned anything. Well, I, I was, I stopped to let you do it. <laughs> the even. Um, but this article really frustrated me because I don't feel the same way about this at all. The home runs are not numbing to me. I'm not appreciating them less. In fact, I'm appreciating them more, I think, because they're more likely from players that you wouldn't even expect. They come up in a big situation. Ian freaking Desmond is the perfect example, right? He's been hot lately, but Ian Desmond sucks. He has not been a good hitter for years and years and years, and the Rockies experiment is not – it's kind of working, not really working. I don't know about years and years and years, but I hear what you're saying. He's been bad for a while. He was good. He's he, been bad for like three years. Yeah, for a while. But he was really good for like Did six. I say years and years and years? That's three. You did. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Continue. And to me, watching that Ian Desmond home run, I was like, oh, my God. Course field aided, sure, but I watched where that landed and I was amazed. When I see these crazy home runs, when I watched the highlights of that Diamondbacks game against um, the Phillies where there was 13, it was like, this is incredible. And I wasn't saying that as a word, just as an overused descriptor. I It was incredible. It was awesome. I was in awe at the amount of home runs that were being hit. There's, there's a portion of this article that says a couple of managers are just saying, Mickey Calloway, Clint Hurdle are the two, are just saying it's bad pitching. They're leaving the ball over the middle of the plate. And you know what? They are. How many times do you see these home runs? Meatballs right down the middle, right? So to me, it's a combination of a lot of things that are happening, but it's not bludgeon ball that's ruining the game. Baseball in every sport goes through phases. Things happen that change the game. 
you might like it, you might not like it. The NBA three-point shooting has become a big thing. Passing right now is a big thing in the NFL. All sports evolve and change and keep going and going. We've seen huge boosts in home runs before. We've seen the dead ball era. We've seen baseball try to manage it. We've seen baseball do nothing. And guess what? It's still the sport of baseball that we love, even though it's a different era. And I think it's really, really, I don't want to say wrong because you can have your own opinion. That's fine. But I, it just didn't sit right with me that one of the most prominent writers in baseball, who's usually very supportive about the sport, would take a giant steaming dump on it just because there's home runs, which is what we want. We want home runs as fans. And now we're getting them, and now you're trying to poo-poo it that it's too much, and now we're not going to enjoy them anymore. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Well, it was a little timely with the article because you said it was, what, last week? June 13th, six days June ago. June 13th. It was the day after the 13 home run game. Uh, June 16th, which was Sunday, and I even said something to Sprague. I was like, dude, we might have to talk about this. Some of the run totals that were put up by teams on Sunday. Well, Red- I mean, the whole... Rockies series over the weekend. The right. Padres Rockies series. So on yeah. Sunday, Reds put up 11, Braves 15, Nationals 15, Yankees 10, Blue Jays 12. And then, yeah, Padres Rockies. That was Four 14. Game that was a 14 to 13 that game. Two nights before that, I'm pretty sure it was like 14 to 11. And then uh, that was the last double digit score. So, pretty, uh, three days after he writes that article, you had eight teams boost out 10 or more runs on that Sunday. I think there's a lot of really interesting things about this, and I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, I think what I think what's really scary about this is using how the game is right now to affect how the game should be viewed. And I've got a couple points that I will bring up, and we'll do that next. And we'll want to keep this going because I think this is a real situation that. We aren't just going to discuss this week. We're going to be discussing this all season long and probably within the next five years as well. This is the hot corner. This is still, don't you forget, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Continuing the conversation that we had of the Ken Rosenthal article about home runs, quote unquote, basically saying is like ruining the game, hurting the game. Uh, Mike, I thought you brought up some really great points about how this game is a little more exciting. Maybe this is what we've been talking about the last few years. Yeah. Like how to make baseball, I think, over the last few years has been a fantastic product to watch as a baseball fan, but maybe not the best product as a casual sports fan. You know what I mean? Like the three point and passing as you as you brought up uh, three point in basketball and passing in the NFL has made the game more exciting for the common fan. Yeah. To where baseball, it's always been the home runs for some reason has always been what's common. What, he, what's- he says he has an uneasy feeling about the steroid era, which I think a lot of hardcore baseball fans did. Oh, you know me. I mean, we don't got to go down that road. But you guess know how what? I feel when it was happening. Everybody we loved watched it. every single second of it and ate it up. Ate Even it when up. we found out there might be steroid usage, we were like, I want to see if uh, Barry Bonds can hit 73. Right. You know, you're still into it. Right. Even me. Chicks dig the long ball. Even me. Uh, they don't dig the long ball right now because ratings are not improving 
as this is happening. So there are many things that I want to bring up real quick, and then we can dive into a larger discussion. There are a few things I want to say. Chicks dig the long ball. That's what we've been talking about, right? Ratings are no different this year than they were last year. Okay, okay? It's still a regional dominant sport. The national level is not that big. But uh, the regional ratings, I'm sure, are great. The regional ratings are still great, as they always have been. However, this surgence of home run balls is is not changing the national narrative, okay. which is fine, yeah. which I don't think is a big deal. Uh, also, I think we've talked about this. Baseball will always be a regional sport. Will always be a regional sport. Yeah. Also, there's this idea. Uh, I think home runs have become more prevalent because of launch angle. Okay, it's a new saber metric, basically that a lot of a lot of guys have started to see and have kind of retooled their uh, their their plate discipline and their hitting approach to kind of focus a little more on launch angle. I think I've said this in the past multiple times, and I continue will. One of the reasons why I think Mike Trout is the best player in baseball is his the way he swings his bat is for contact hitting mixed with launch angle, and no one else does it better than him, which is why he's the best player in baseball. Absolutely. So we see this launch angle, and that's why that's fantastic. However, I think one thing that Ken Rosenthal is probably missing, and this is the main point I want to discuss right now, is that, yeah, there's a lot of home runs being hit. Okay, but a lot of these home runs being hit are not by guys hitting. They're not the top players. Okay, you can watch a game, you can turn on and, you know, and and Eddie Jose, you know, whatever, you know, Joe Blow, you know, whatever kind of John Doe, whatever name you want to make up uh, might be hitting a home run. You're like, whoa, Roberto Perez for the Indians. Every home run he hits from here on out in June is a career high, you know, and he's got 12 you know what well, guys are just tuning into their launch angle but strikeouts are up higher than ever and i'm looking at and right now i'm looking at the best players in baseball and i'm seeing guys with 26 20 23 18 home runs you know what their batting averages are they're all over 300 yeah cuz they're still hitting because they're still hitting. It's not just home runs. I'm looking at the fantasy. Like fantasy is is a way that I like to look at it because stats are stats, and you can't deny stats. We take the team. We take the name of the jersey off the front, and we focus on just the name of the jersey on the back, which I know isn't like a great sports thing. But here's the number one guy in fantasy baseball according to Yahoo. This man has 56 runs scored, 83 hits. 26 home runs, 57 ribbies, 16 stolen bases, 41 walks, an wow. average of 340, an on-base percentage of 438, and a slugging percentage of 734. It's Cody Bellinger, isn't it? No. No. It's Christian Yelich. Ah. Cody Bellinger? 51 50, walks. Oh, my God. 56 runs, 91 hits, 23 dingers. Yeah, Christian Yelich has more dingers than Cody Bellinger. 58 RBIs, 8 stolen bases, 46 walks, 355, 451, 699. Very similar. Okay? These guys are the home run leader. They're the home run leaders in baseball. And they are the guys that Rosenthal's talking about. Take that home run stat out. Those stats are stupid. They're still the best. The hitters. Brewers and the Dodgers are good teams. They got players. But those are fantastic stats. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. Sure, you're going to have your Edwin Encarnacion's out there because that exists every single year in baseball. You've always had the guy who hits a bunch of home runs and hits for a lower average, and EE's hitting like 230 or something like that. 
but has the 21 home runs. But you're totally right. Every player is hitting more home runs. Five, seven, eight years ago, Christian Yelich would have hit, if he was at the same level he was now, he would have maybe hit 20 in the whole year. He still would have had the same runs. He still would have had maybe the same RBIs, probably a little bit less without the home runs. Same walks, same average, all that kind of stuff. But he would have hit less home runs because he didn't have the launch angle, right? And that's a great point about the launch angle I didn't even think about. It's what everybody's focused on. Everybody. I heard a story today watching the Yankee game against the Rays. Cameron Mabin. Cameron Mabin is hitting like 330 and hit a home run in four straight games. And he said at the beginning of this year, he got with a coach and they started changing his swing to perfect the launch angle thing. And he said two days before he was traded to the Yankees, he figured it out. And when he got to the Yankees, he's just been raking ever since. He's just hitting. And you're right. They're hitting over 300. This is Cameron Mabin. We're talking about like the – the single stolen base guy who's always been a disappointment but had really high potential is hitting home runs and hitting over 300. It's the game is evolving, and that's not a bad thing. No. The top 10 players in Yahoo Fantasy, okay? Wow. The top 10 players in Yahoo Fantasy. Let's see. I got one, two, three people are batting under 300. Those guys are Alex Bregman. I think most people would say he's pretty good. He is. He's batting 265 right now. Ew. He must have been on a slump because he was over 300 for a while. But he's got 20 dingers. He's got 50 ribbies. His on-base percentage is 400. Okay? Okay. So he's had a slump hitting. We all know Alex Bregman's good. Another dude's Trevor Story. Big strikeout dude. We know that. Still batting 294. Mm-hmm. He's the, been good this year. The third guy on that list is Mike Trout. He's batting 294. Mm. Okay. What what do you think Josh Bell, who has been a home run phenomenon this year, the bright spot on the Pirates, and a kid who was a high prospect, had a rough year, had a great first year, had a rough year last year. What do you think his batting average is right now? 317. 319. Wow. 319. And that's a guy that you would naturally think would hit 240 and And hit 30 or 40 home runs. Exactly. He's got 20 bombs and he's batting 319. Right. I also think the other thing to think about, too, one of the things in the article that was mentioned is that we have more players over 20 home runs at this point in the season than I think we've ever had. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guys over 20. But think about it this way. He kept comparing it to the steroid era. In the steroid era... You had Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa going after the home run record of 61, Mm -hmm. hitting 62, 66 home runs, 63 home runs in a season, and then Barry Bonds going full Balco and going 73 home runs. Right. We are June 19th. We are about 70-some games into the season. We're just about halfway, just about halfway, six or seven games under halfway point of the season. And who's the home run leader right now? Yelich with 26? Yeah, Christian Yelich is number one. That's 52. That's on pace for 52, which is a lot. Did he hit one today? He did, yeah. Because these Yahoo stats aren't today. I think he hit one today. So that would be 27. So 54. Man, he's good. But at some point that will like, I mean, maybe not. He's the MVP and he might be it again. That might slow down a little bit. But 54 is a ton of home runs. That's not egregious. It's not like you're getting guys hitting 60 all, all of a sudden, and that's the top guy in the league. 
right? What did Stanton hit a couple years ago? 59? Something like that. And we're all celebrating it like it's a great feat, and now now we want to start calling it bludgeon ball and how it's bad for the sport? No. I had to go all the way down to the 13th best hitter to find anything that closely resembles what we used to see. And this is his, and he has had 263 career at-bats in Major League Baseball, and that's Pete Alonzo. Right now he has 24 home runs. He's batting 274. Gary Sanchez, 261, 20 homers. Yep. Right. That's more what those, we're looking at. Those here. are the closest to that Adam Dunn, Joey Gallows of the world. Well, by the way, 260 and 271, way better than the Adam Dunn's and Joey Gallows. Although Gallows hitting well this year, too. Right. But but that's what I mean. Like, that's the closest I can find. The closest I can find of the top guys is a guy that's literally had 263 at bats this season, those happen to be 263 career at bats. The other thing is, again, I'm going to throw this out there. If this is happening this way and you're getting the averages higher too, can you just look at the pitching and say it's not as good? I think that's what it is. How I mean, many career, how many, not the word career, how many bullpens have we seen this year be absolutely dreadful? And yet when you watch them, you go, oh, you are going to be dreadful. You watch them pitch, and they are just leaving stuff over the plate constantly. Or well, they walk everybody. They're really wild. Well, I think you look at I think you look at guys, okay? I think there is the, the tier one, tier two, okay? You've got your Max Scherzer, your Jacob deGroms of the world. Your, your, uh, your Huynjin Ryus. Your Huynjin Ryus, for sure. Uh, your Blake Snells, your Justin Verlanders, that's your tier one. Your tier two might be your... Uh, who are some guys I'm thinking of? Uh, your Trevor Bowers, your Clayton Kershaw's, your uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other dudes I'm just not thinking of right now. Max Freed's and things like that. Guys like that that are in that. The discrepancy between that tier two and tier three is ungodly. Yeah, it is unbelievably huge that you got aces, and then you've got this tier two. Like, look at the Braves right now. Okay, they are full of a bunch of tier two dudes. That's that whole thing. And Julio Tehran, who's the seasoned veteran, is your tier three guy. But a lot of those dudes are kind of tier two dudes. And you look at other teams and they are riddled with tier three guys. And that tier three is nowhere near two. The pitchers are either really great or garbage. And that's why you're seeing people swinging for the fences it's true and i also think what and you sometimes miss which is why k's are up i think i think the the true indication of if we have a problem or not is going to come in the playoffs this year because when you get to the playoffs you get the best of the best you get the best pitchers right right i mean think about the astros for example yep, you're going to yep. see verlander and cole yep in the playoffs yep and we're going to see tanaka and Maybe Severino. I mean, Tanaka Pax, had Paxton. a Paxton. Tanaka had a beautiful start the other night, Complete and this is up. why the the Red Sox aren't going to win because Price and Sale and Porcello aren't pitching well. Though Porcello had a really great game yesterday, and Sale's pitching better now too. But Sale in the playoffs has never been super great. Although last year he kind of got the monkey off his back a little bit. But you, you know my point. Imagine Ryu in the playoffs, right? In the playoffs, you're going to see the best of the best. Can you, if the home runs continue at this rate in the playoffs, maybe you can say 
it's not just the pitching, right? Agreed. But we have to wait until that point and because there's so much bad pitching. You're right that it's kind of hard to make that fight right now. And I love that. And we'll check back on that because I guarantee you in the playoffs, it's going to be pitching, pitching, pitching like it always has since I was the age of 10 years old and watched a lot Major of League four baseball. to three games. A lot of four to three games. All right, when we come back, we got fair or foul. We'll do that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is Fair or Foul. We do this every single week at 8.30, but I don't want to waste any time. So without further ado, I ta- pass this over to our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher the Third. The Third, 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 Third. third what up? All right. So where are we here? Third, Third. Let's take a look at my sheet. All right. Um, so we first start with Mike Trout. Good at baseball. Breaking news. Triple dope. Um, he had two home runs tonight in a career high seven RBIs. He, um, I believe, has an OPS of thirteen thirty in the month of June, or since May thirty first, I believe. Whatever, it's the same thing basically. Give him the extra day; he deserves it. So Mike Trout, he has nine home runs in June. Fair or foul? He has nine home runs in June, while no one else in the AL has more than seven. In June. Yes. June. Or excuse me, more than six. I apologize. More than six. Did Joe just give it did, away? Did you just give it away, Joe? Did I? I don't even know. Who else in the American League is hitting dingers right now? Gary Sanchez hitting dingers. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, is. Roberto Perez is hitting dingers. If you're watching Indians games, <laughs> he actually holla, has been. Yeah. Holla. Um. Edwin Encarnacion be hitting dangers. It's tough. I, I feel like I don't know in June who's been in Fuego. So I'm going to go ahead and say foul because I think Joe messed up. But um, I think there's someone with seven. But uh, it's it's probably Mike Trout who is well ahead of everybody. Else. I'm going to go with fair because I believe that Mike Trout is triple dope awesome and uh, is the dude. Well, I might have spoiled it, but I actually didn't. Patrick had the answer right. He just couldn't stick to his guns. Edwin Encarnacion has nine home runs in the month of June. What? Wow. So I got it right. Nice. Yep. Mike was right, but I watch more baseball than Mike because I named the correct players. You did name the correct player. I don't think Roberto Perez is on that list. (laughs) How many home runs does Roberto Perez have in the month of June? I want to say like four Uh, or three. It's never good when Joe has to move the microphone over to the computer. You're like, uh, I think he hit home runs in back-to-back-to-back games and then stopped. That's three, Michael. That's called a winning streak. Just like years and years and years ago. That's three years. So you're looking at I watched him hit two home runs in game one of the 2016 World Series, and I cried, and I was drunk, and I fell over a guardrail. In the month of June, Roberto Perez, six home runs, 11 RBIs. I believe you mean the month of Janino, even though he sucks now. Ah, yes, Janino. still, I should say. Don't we all remember Janino? <laughs> all right, moving on from uh, players that rake to just 
uh, a team that rakes. Uh, Patrick's own Minnesota Twins. Uh, they're pretty good. Like Mike Trout. Good at baseball. Who doesn't like a good rubby action? I miss Rubby De La Rosa. I wish he was still in the league so they could make that joke more often. Yes. A shame. Be better. Uh, twins. Are they so good that they, fair or foul, lead the American League in average home runs and OPS? Uh? Oh, all three of them? All three. Average home runs OPS? Yeah, I'll say fair. Um, They've got a couple of guys in that team who hit for average, too. It's not, I mean, I guess kind of what we talked about last segment. A lot of these guys are not hitting 220 with a bunch of bombs. They're hitting like 280 with a bunch of bombs. And they got Boomstick, who I guarantee you is hitting 220 with a bunch of bombs. Uh, but they Kepler's hitting well, I think. You got the Polanco kid who's hitting really well. Um, Rosario. Rosario, too. I would say fair. I'm, I'm assuming home runs and OPS, but average is the key. I'll say fair. Um, I don't love their pitching staff, and I don't love their bullpen. Ooh. Give me Jose Barrios all day, baby. Agreed, agreed. But I don't love them as a whole. However... I do know that the Minnesota Twins are the only team in baseball that has not lost three games in a row. And that is probably partly due to their decent hitting. I'm going to say that, yeah, these guys are for real. They are for real. They're fair real. This one's fair. Oh that was that was, that was bad. I loved it. Oh it works, though. I thought it was a great joke. Uh, they are uh, 846 in OPS, just above the Astros at 810. Home runs, 138, two above the Seattle Mariners at 136. They've also played the Orioles like 30 times. This is true. Um, <laughs> and the Twins with a 272 batting average over the Astros, 265. 272, not so bad. Right. The Astros, however, uh, George Springer, Jose Altuve, and Carlos Correa have been on the DL for a while. Altuve uh, came off today. Springer and Correa still on. Let's pump the brakes on the Twins. They are good. You are correct, Joe. They they will win the division, right? Easy, easy. Right? But uh, Pennant, yeah, as long as Astros are healthy, those numbers and leaders may change. Uh, we go from... so jacked. We go from one uh, American League team who's doing fantastic to uh, the Seattle Mariners. To the Mariners, yeah. <laughs> That's what Mike, I assumed you were doing. You knew it. <laughs> and it's I want to maybe play the fun game next week as who's worse, the Mariners or the Orioles, because there's a lot of stat categories that they're going back and forth and being the worst in. But we know that they commit a lot of errors. Fair or foul? Mariners lead the league in errors by more than 20. I'm going to go ahead and say foul. Wait, the Orioles? I'm going to say the, the Orioles. The Orioles are in second and by less than 20 away from the Mariners. Although the Mariners do have a lengthy lead in, in errors. But I, I read something that the Orioles defense was atrocious. This I year. don't know, man. That Mariner defense is super bad. You saying foul? I'm saying foul. The Orioles are closer than 20 in the air. Uh, I got I got mad faith that the Mariners are gonna not set the record, but be second all time in worst amount of or of errors of all time. And I think if the Orioles finished less than 20 away from them, that they would also be setting records. I'm gonna say fair. Mariners defense is hot garbage. 
Priscilla, the Orioles. You haven't watched the Orioles yet this year, have you? Why on earth would I watch the Baltimore <laughs> well, because Orioles? Because your team hasn't played them. And yet. that is no offense to Joe. No, no, no. That, no, that is know. not even because my team hasn't played them. It's like, no. Like, no. I Look. haven't watched the Marlins. I haven't even watched the Padres play a game. The Padres are watched, good. I haven't even watched the Rangers play a game. The Rangers are good. Dude, I'm not interested in 7-9 and nine bull peep. Like, I'm not interested in that. Well, I've watched the Orioles 10 times because they played the Yankees 10 times. And their defense is really bad. Yeah, it is really bad. But screw you, Mike. Mariners have 81 errors to the Orioles 59. Yes! It is fair. So it's 22. <laughs> Go Orioles, baby. Go Mariners, baby. Get that record. They have 81 errors already? 81 yeah. errors. The record is like 220. That's more than there is games played. Yeah, man. Dude, they average like 1.6 errors a game. And, Mike, uh, I'm just going to say to you, um, take a look at yourself in the mirror because Yankees are have 57 errors, two less than the Orioles. That's because Clint okay. Frazier been playing in the outfit for a while. Clint Frazier made Hell. six of those in one game. <laughs> so, you know, build, build for the future and hope and rebuild and all that stuff. Joe, it's your first year. It'll get better. On to our uh, last one. I'm just going to lay it out there. Fair or foul? The Portland Pickles will be holding a DB Cooper night this Sunday to try and solve the infamous case that rattled the Northwest back in 1971. That sounds cool. I'll say fair. Yeah, I'm going to say fair. Are we going? Yeah, it is like, fair. What's going on And here? not only is it fair, it made the front of MLB.com. What? Yeah. The Portland Pickles are... Nobody cares about D.B. Cooper that much. Uh, apparently, the Portland Pickles do because they are holding D.B. Cooper night, which I didn't know was a thing at all. Um, apparently, D.B. Cooper, set uh, 47 years ago, hijacked a Boeing 727 somewhere in the Northwest in the airspace yep. between Portland and Seattle on the afternoon of Wednesday, November 24th, 1971. He extorted $200,000 in ransom and parachuted it to a uncertain fate. Despite an extensive manhunt and protracted FBI investigation, the perpetrator has never been located or identified. The goal of this uh, theme night is... Uh, Isn't D.B. Cooper the infamous sketch with, like, the, the sunglasses? Yes, yeah. yes, that's who you're thinking of. Um, basically, they are asking Pickle fans to come together as a community, gather up some evidence that uh, the FBI, I guess, maybe doesn't already have. And uh, try to finally solve the case of D.B. Cooper. Two things. There's a brewery in Vancouver called Victor 23 that they are D.B. Cooper themed. That's their that's their jam. Two. Is that the code name of the plan or something? I don't know. Two. This is the most classic minor league <laughs> right. job I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, guys. Here we here, I got this idea. I got this idea. All right. All right. We are going to get everyone together, and I want you to all bring your dinosaur fossils to the stadium, and we will reconstruct the first dinosaur ever. All right, go Pickles. <laughs> hey, minor league baseball theme nights are awesome. As someone who used to intern for the New Jersey Jackals, I was part of some of those. Clearly, dude, D.B. Cooper night. It's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I'm saying fair. Yeah, man, we're going, right? I'm going, we're going, we're all going. Uh, it's this Sunday. I don't. I mean, I'm busy. I'm, I'm so. out of town too. Plus, it's WWE uh, oh, pay per view that night. Stop. There are no stars. There's no star power anymore, Patrick. Just let it go. About? Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. Get, Get out of here, dude. And just by the way, Kofi Kingston also in Portland on Tuesday. Apparently. Was his name DB? DB Cooper. I'm pretty mad if uh, at my parents if they named me DB. 
I know a guy named DB. Bryce Harper? Oh, right. Oh, did have I long, like that one. I did have a long <laughs> conversation today about who are the biggest DBs in baseball slash all time. That was fun. Ty Cobb? <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody said, who's the biggest DB of all time? And the bartender was walking out of the cooler, and him and I at the same time went, Ty Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up That Is Fair or Foul. We'll mail this bad boy in. This is the 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. This has been a fun show today. It's 852. This is the hot corner. I love you guys. Uh, you, we, uh, I had this really fun conversation earlier about the biggest DBs in in sports, which is so in baseball, which is funny that Joe, you brought it up last segment. Thank who, you, Pickles, for. Yeah, the- yeah. Who do you guys? Who do you guys think are the biggest DBs in in baseball? Ty Cobb. No, no, no. Current. Oh. Well. Manny the Machado. Ghost. Yeah, the, that it, it quickly started with Manny Machado that, and Bryce Harper. That was, you know, even me, the first thought that came to my mind. And then, also. So we were like, we were like throwing some people around, and then I went, uh, Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson, Chris Taylor. You just named yeah, every, the Dodgers. Every Dodger. <laughs> we're like the Dodgers. Except for Corey Singer, who's like, hey guys, you want to play catch today? I, I got to, mom mom said I can play a pickup game. You guys want to play? Brian McCann. Yeah. Kurt Suzuki. What a D that. <laughs> AJ Perzinski still. Yeah, still. The ghost of Ty Cobb. Just the spirit roaming around the spirit grounds. Probably around. about half as angry, but yeah, still pretty high. On the well, I said Max Scherzer. Yeah. The offspring of Ty Cobb. Max Scherzer just seems like such a jerk. <laughs> Somebody goes, he's not a DB. He's just he's just an a hole. He's the kind of guy that doesn't sign kids' autographs. <laughs> I was like that does kind of look like Max. Scherzer. It does, yeah. Although he probably signs plenty of autographs, and we're very much I know we're mislabeling just jerks. Him. Um, that's a tough one. I, I don't yeah. think there's a lot of bad guys in baseball, dude. Alex Bregman has to be a DB. Who's the guy that's been pimping? He's super broy, right? Dude, he's so. Bro-y. Who's the guy that's been pimping his home runs lately? Oh, Derek Dietrich. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. Oh, there you not go. Not okay with yeah, that. Get him out go. of the league, DB. <laughs> I don't mind pimping your home runs, but he is not defini- okay in my baseball. He's nope. definitely juicing. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo. Uh, See, there's a tough I think call. Ha- I think there's- Javi Baez has a Javi little bit Baez of Javi Baez is for sure, for sure a DB. Yeah, for sure yeah. a DB. But there's Rizzo this, seems like your there's this tough line like guy next door neighbor like goofy dude. No, he's a bro. He's a bro for sure through and through. For but that's so. the question: is it's like, does being a bro make you a DB? Not all the time. I don't think making. I don't think being a bro makes you a DB. But if you are a stereotypical bro, then yes, you are a DB. Because uh. yesterday I was out having some drinks with the wife, and uh, we were at our local tap room. Then he did the white man's overbite, and we two two super bros walked in. <laughs> what is happening? Sorry, Joe and I are both like trying to like. You so angrily were moving, and That's it really threw me. It was like a squirrel moment for me. I was very confused. Sorry, continue. Sorry, continue. Two of the most broy people I've ever seen, stereotypes to a T, walked into the into the place. Yeah. And 
they were making some sort of comments about like, oh, what are you going to get? I don't know, man. Whatever is the highest ABV, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. And I was like. Voting by ABV? And I was like, okay, here we go. And they walked inside. We were outside. I didn't. I went inside to go to the bathroom, and I had to wait because there's only one bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And they were sitting near it, and their conversation, oh, my God. I was like, that is stereotypical, bro. So if you're a stereotypical, bro, then I think you are a DB. I feel like it's an ax- kind of like an accent. You know, if you spend enough time around a certain area, you start to pick up on the accent. And uh, that's kind of the same thing. If, like, you're a bro, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a, a DB. Right. It just means if you ha- hang out with those DBs, you will, you're more likely to become one. You have a better chance. That text the- says Trevor Bauer. Trevor ah, Bauer is for sure a DB. And this one says Brett Gardner. He might be one, too. He's I think super he's angry a DB looking. Too. Super angry. Uh, Jose Bautista is a former DB. Out of the league. But, but I think, but I Thank think, God. but I think there is a real thing. Like, if you're a bro, that's one thing. You know, and I can't stop saying bro, bro. Like, there, I have, I know bros that are nice guys. That's what I said. Okay. I have a server on my staff that is a very awesome guy. I would go have drinks for him. Is he a bro? For sure he's a bro. But he's not Bryce Harper, bro. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you are the stereotype, which is a very extreme example, and it's not a lot of them, I say them. A lot of a lot of you people. people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Um, and I can't stop saying, bro, bro. The if you're in that group, I think it's automatic. That's all. But it's I, a small group. That's I think all we'll, I'm saying. As as we sign off on this fantastic show, and we'll see you guys next week. I think we've realized that I'd rather hang out with a bro than a DB. Just too bad because I know a really nice guy whose initials are DB, and we call him DB. And he's not a DB, but that's his name. Now you're going to have to think about it every time. I know. Way to ruin that. All right. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass, I'm Patrick Harris. Go. Uh, we'll see you next week. Go to uh, do something I would do, like hang out with bros instead of DBs. Clearly. Bad. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.